Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting. With news not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Well, we want to thank many of our listeners for touching base with us last week. It was so much fun for us to read what experiences you've been having with our guests. Um, well, today's guest is also a showstopper. Fran Shaw, Ph.D., with unrelenting humor, has just released her new book, Lord Have Mercy, Walking Up in the Spiritual, Waking Up in the Spiritual Marketplace. While there may be a plethora of books on consciousness, none is quite like this new Amazon number one bestseller. You will find a depth of consciousness not found anywhere in this new journey she shares with readers. It's fun-filled, quip-induced, and a deeply funny pathway to the higher self to empower individuals. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Here you will be able to experience through Fran's brilliant entry unknown even to many people who have dabbled in meditation, mindfulness, and even yoga, a delivery of upliftment to turn your day around so that you sail from new insight to another level of consciousness. This book's author, Fran Shaw, Ph.D., is a longtime practitioner in the spiritual discipline and award-winning university, the writing instructor. Fran Shaw, thank you so much for being with us. I know you have a busy schedule and taking time to be with us. We're really grateful for that. Welcome great to our pleasure show. To, great pleasure to be here, Taz and Paula and everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Well, before we, well, we go any further, you know, can you please describe to us the cover of your book and what it means? Um, to me, it looked like we as individuals are being nourished with love drops of nectar. But tell us how, how it got there. This is a, a drawing by Bruce M. Sherman, uh, one of uh, 40 uh, drawings in the book. And I don't know how to describe it to listeners, except that Bruce is some sort of, I don't know, ancient Aztec cartoonist who somehow understands higher consciousness. And he has these drawings of figures that just uh, immediately, with a little bit of wit, transmit to one something about the nature of our experience, especially the nature of our experience, as the book title, subtitle says, Waking Up in the Spiritual Marketplace. So this is, the, um, this is Murphy, the Murphy figure. 
and he's got his arm outstretched, and there's drops kind of coming down, coming down from above, and he's sort of trying to catch some of those drops in himself. And at the same time, there's an arrow pointing to himself and his own finger pointing to his torso, and these same drops are inside him. And so for me, the message is, well, we're looking here and we're looking there, but what I'm looking for is already here inside me. And mm-hmm. really, yes, I have, the, I have everything I need inside me. It's just hidden from my usual mind. That's the message. Well, and that's well, his Murphy's journey. The, the, oh, yes, and Murphy takes us through the journey. Murphy is the main character in your book. And how did you meet Murphy? <laughs> Let's put it this way. Murphy took over. I was uh, on sabbatical. And, you know, when you're on sabbatical from the university, you have to write a book. That's the whole thing. So I had exactly four months to write something. And I really wanted to write about higher consciousness because it would demand a certain quality of attention at the computer. So whether or not whatever happened with the book wouldn't matter because as I was working, there'd be this sort of vibrational practice going on that would compel me to try to be present and awake as possible. Because if you're writing about it, you sort of have to be somewhat experiencing it. So everything I wrote just sounded teachy and preachy and like the one who thinks she knows something, you know. So uh, I had these drawings of Bruce Sherman's with me, and I was just sort of looking at them, and one of them had this uh, kneeling figure, sort of like Murphy, kneeling sort of with his arms outstretched to the heavens, sort of as if he were beseeching it, and Bruce had written across the side, Lord have mercy. And I thought, (laughs) I thought, humor, what am I being so serious about? Because when one is awake, when one feels so more in that direction of being awake, it's a, such a joyous, animating feeling. You know, you feel really joyous because you're in a stream of energy that is very freeing and, and alive. And I, I feel that now. And so I just sat down at the computer again, and the words I wrote the words Murphy here. And after that, there was just no stopping Murphy. This voice started and he's such a wise guy but he's such an innocent also you know i mean he just tells it like it is he's got so much more nerve than i do and he's very funny i don't know where that came from every paragraph or two this funny thing will come in this funny line will come in and so i'm at the computer laughing out loud and (laughs) my husband, husband must think i'm crazy you know like what's happened to her and for exactly four months that's how it came out onto the computer and it and got edited and was complete and after that four months i just couldn't get it, you couldn't touch it and i couldn't get back to it in other words that was it so murphy, so murphy come over left. <laughs> he hasn't left he's always sort of lurking around he may him i said he may pop in i tried to get him to do the interview instead of me but <laughs> anyway um it's just a. That he's just a. Fun. That would have been fun, really. So that's Murphy's story. He'll be now, back. When Murphy, com- when Murphy comes in, are you on the sideline and you can listen and laugh too? I app the book absolutely cheers me up when I read it. So that's my relationship to it. When I was writing it, though, my husband looked at it and said, "You know." He's so rapid fire in this humor. It's so packed and so funny. We need to catch our breath. I thought, hmm, 
I need another voice in there. You know, I'm a Gemini. I always like to do things in twos. So I thought, well, the one thing I could do for Murphy is I could pretend he's my writing student. And because I teach writing and I have for many decades, I know exactly how to speak to a student about their writing to make their writing better. So I could come in as a voice, and in the book it's the voice of the, quote, editor, who comes in every now and then so we can catch our breath and to sort of maybe even translate some of the things that Murphy is uh, saying, because he makes up new words, you know, all the time. And he talks about, you know, a knee-jerk reaction. He talks about manipulation ships. You know, he just makes up words, and they're funny. And they're like Glowai. <laughs> yeah, Glowai, right. Like, have you been to Glowai? You know, it's uh, all the, you know, it's wonderful for SO tourists seeking higher ground. That's what Murphy talks about, right? So well, anyway. I really like the editor. I really like the editor notes because it, actually, like you said, it gave you – a time to catch your breath because it was like so much coming at you. You 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 have to like stop and uh, massage it in your brain. And the editor's notes allows that to happen. They have another purpose also. This is this is a sneaky writer in me. It's it's interesting because in the under the guise of teaching Murphy how to you know write better, like well why don't you add a little of this? Is this what you mean? Is this what you're saying? You know, that kind of thing. Like I write to my students. Under the guise of that, I'm also bringing out something about uh, another quality of energy that is available for all of us to experience at any moment. It's really well, there's no word for it, but a lot of names. It's sort of like the life force that's animating this body now. And when one has awareness of that uh, and one can sort of actively attend to that, it helps us cross a threshold from self-awareness into actual awakening where I really begin to be. And that's what the book is really about. That's really the hidden message that there's another uh, level beyond just, um, not I shouldn't say just because self-awareness is a big deal, but beyond self-awareness. And we're on the brink of discovering it uh, through the many, many paths that we try. Uh, and so the editor is um, sort of not just teaching Murphy about writing, he's teaching Murphy about something else, too, without being a teacher, if you get my drift. <laughs> so let me ask you, this is like, <clears throat> excuse me, like like um, almost capturing another frequency that 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 you're uplifted on a continuous basis. Because I can imagine you writing this. I mean, it's like going, wow, this must capture every moment, also in your daily life, after you've had this kind of residual from Murphy on a continuous basis. It's true that the, I think the reason that the book cheers me up when I read it, when I'm you know having a kind of a contracted moment or a, a low moment, is that there's something absolutely vibrational that got put down in those four months, and that's actually still there and very alive in the book. Uh, and so that at a certain point, it's really not about content or ideas. It's about something vibrational that helps one vibrate just a little higher, remind one that one can vibrate a little bit higher, <laughs> and even show the root to that in, in a certain way uh, without using uh, spiritual or religious language, you know, uh, actually through through the humor uh, also, yeah. but I think that's very astute of you to realize that there's something vibrational in it because I feel that 
uh, too. I'm so glad it's there. Yeah, I, I mean, well, you can't capture. I was going to say, even the illustrations are at a higher level. I mean, it, to me, looking at the illustrations brought me into the book even more. And I thought, gee, this illustrator must be right into Fran's brain or <laughs> her her subconscious. <laughs> it was just like, I couldn't believe how those uh, drawings really connected to the whole the entire thing. So so wonderful to hear that we've been, uh, you know, working uh, together sort of along the same lines uh, for you know in the mindfulness, the same mindfulness practice for many many years, uh, uh, Bruce Bruce and I, and uh, so so I think that the same whatever is the same energetic flow that's coming to the world now then is, 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 is that we're all actually in in the moment is coming through both the words and the art and the humor is in both the words and the art and the joy of it's in both the words and the art and so that's so great that you feel that because uh, when I came back with that manuscript after four uh, months and I had in front of me oh, about 50 drawings of Bruce's Within two hours, I placed every drawing in the book. It's like oh. I didn't write it from the drawings, but every drawing fit in the book. Wow. So, so I'm, did he I'm do getting... the drawings without reading your book? Yes, the book, the drawings were done <laughs> about in the previous five years. I just picked up, I took, took fifty random drawings with me on sabbatical, and then didn't look at wow. them. Wow! I thought he had read what you wrote and then did the drawings. It's that's why they're both they're both the both the book and the drawings are saying the same thing obviously or carrying the same thing. <laughs> being able to you know again being able to have, I, I can imagine this would be a book you could pick up, and you you could pick up any page and it'd be the message for you during the day. <laughs> oh, that's. I love it. I do that too. I just I flip through the pages and then, and then let me read this paragraph. Oh, ha ha ha! Yes, of course. And then it sort of like breaks the hold of, you know, if I'm identified or or worried or fearful or it just breaks the hold of that, you know, because uh, and so you're you're right about that and it's so helpful for that for me anyway. I'm 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 glad it exists. <laughs> Yeah. Now you have an you have another book, uh, the next attention. It was that written before or after Lord Have Mercy? Yes, the the next attention is um, well. That's that was written before uh, Murphy, and that book uh, is a compilation of seventy eight recollected talks of. My teacher, who has passed, he passed in 2001, uh, the person that I worked with uh, that was actually the first person I had ever met who actually was awake and actually was embodying every second this uh, finer energy that's flowing through all of this, but that is, is hidden from us unless we become very sensitive and then all of a sudden can feel it and recognize it. And... Uh, this was a very um, uh, potent time in my life, the last 10 years before he passed, because I worked with him every summer in Switzerland at a, at a very high mountaintop 
with several other people who were strangers to me because we'd come from all around the world to work there and uh, trying to live uh, in both streams at the same time, both our everyday selves and this other quality of energy that's uh, you know, ever-present, always here. So the next attention is my word for this other attention with a capital A, not my attention, not something I can control, but something that uh, when my focused attention can open and be sensitive enough, this other attention can appear with a capital A. I use capital A because it's, it's, it feels sacred. It's like intelligence with a capital I or love with a capital L or Lord, as in the book Lord Have Murphy, with a capital L. It's a sacred quality that appears when I'm more uh, awake and present and can recognize it. And so this book is only about that. It's a completely vibrational book. It's not about ideas at all because his voice always carried that vibration with it. And it's sort of contagious, you know, consciousness is sort of contagious. Uh, Murphy would say at this point, um, you know, and uh, it doesn't have to go viral to make a difference. You know? <laughs> enough, you know, enough people just need to vibrate in that way and the world will be changed. So that's what the next attention is. It's called Notes on the Next Attention. All of these books, Lord Have Murphy, Notes on the Next Attention. I even did another one called Writing My Yoga. All of them are about this other quality of attention and they're all on the website, uh, franshawbooks.com mm-hmm. well, Fran, the reason, yeah, the reason why I brought that book up was because I had seen Lord Have Murphy is the attention is all the way is all the way through it so I mean this attention this other vibration is part of that book also so, yes so, and it, yes exactly so actually I kind of wonder if Murphy wasn't there all along with you in in these developings. Oh, I, I have. It, it's very possible because, um, you know, it's it just when I was so frustrated about trying to write uh, not what, what down what my teacher said, but actually write from my own voice that I couldn't say anything that didn't just well, Murphy would call it you know, smell, it was smelly, you know, that it's, it was, um, Murphy, Murphy would say, it, this is exactly what Murphy would say, in the garden for a nanosecond, I become the Wikipedia of flora, <laughs> you know, one toe in the ocean, and I'm a fount of pronouncements, you know, he doesn't like that, that, um, uh, that way that one um, puts one's hands all over this mystery, you know, that one, it's the one who thinks he knows, the one who thinks he glows. So uh, these are all Murphy words. So um, he just took over, so that wouldn't happen, you know. And then it, it did allow a lot of, uh, a lot to come down onto the page that I don't know how it would come out any other way, so... I guess I'd kind of wake up in the morning and say to Murphy, say, Murphy, flip me a new page this morning. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get Murphy to blog now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's he, funny. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he can blog on the, on the website or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that I don't know if he, can, he will, he'll, you know, he'll come in for that. Oh, but, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I have a question because throughout the Lord have mercy there, Murphy, there's um, everyday things that, you talk about like getting on a bus, slicing strawberries. 
was Murphy with you throughout the day, and he, he had a little voice that said, "We can bring this into your book." Absolutely, it was it was just relentless because, for instance, if the uh, uh, topic of the chapter was something like. Um, what is identification? What does it mean to get identified with something so, as Murphy puts it, your world shrinks to the size of a kumquat? You know, what happens when, when my consciousness just contracts into this, this little problem or this little ache and pain or this angry little man? What, what is that all about? So for that morning and that afternoon, I would have to really very closely observe, you know, Fran and all the moments getting identified so I really understand something about what actually takes place and then of course what then of course could free me from that into a, a, a wider field of awareness again back come, you know, coming home into a greater awareness so absolutely he was with me I you know I was if I was taking a swim he'd make me stop with my wet hands and take a pen and write something down on a post-it note so I would put it in the book if I were walking on a on a beach, he would he would he he he'd make me put my hand in my pocket and you know take out a pen and write a, a word or two on a scrap of anything that was there because I had to remember that I had, I had to go in that chapter too. So it was like he just would never leave me alone. <laughs> the thing I love about Murphy, though, and what everybody loves about Murphy is. Um, even though he's talking about all these things happening in the spiritual marketplace, some of which is uh, sort of um, challenging, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on when in commercialized and stuff. Whatever he sees in himself, you know, whatever, quote, beauties, unquote, that he sees in himself or that he sees in the world, he always says, but I can work with that. And it's such an endearing attitude. I'm trying to learn that attitude, you know, that no matter what happens, whatever comes into my experience or whatever I see that, you know, upsets me or makes me fearful or annoys me or whatever the reaction is, I can work with that. And and it can remind me of something that I wish for very much for myself and others, and that is, you know, to wake up in this moment and taste again this other stream of you know, energy that's that's flowing through us. So, uh, so when you're in your everyday, like if something happens to you and it's like really frustrating, I mean, it's like you're you know, up to your eyes and you're really frustrated. Then you can have Murphy's law, so to speak, um, yes. calm you down into and center you. Do you do that all it, the time it, now? Yeah. Well, it's. Uh, it's you know it's, Murphy calls it Murphy's Murphy, you know Murphy's law. If anything go, can go wrong, it will. But Murphy's law in the now age is um, anything can go. If anything go wrong, it will to wake us up. So that puts a different spin on it. And I'm I mean, yesterday I was on hold on the phone, uh, holding a phone similar to this, with customer service for 30 minutes. It wasn't the first call. Just. They just didn't, they just <laughs> were not serving the customer, uh, as it were. And I was getting very frustrated, very frustrated. And I was thinking, well, just a second, you know, you know, what would Murphy do right now? Well, he would say, this is your moment of opportunity because you're just waiting, holding the <laughs> phone. So while you're waiting, you know, is this other energy here too? Now, even now, like this, when your jaws tense and you've got this, 
you're ready to snarl, you know, is, it can, is there a, is it, can I just let it be exactly as, as it is and see if I can recognize whether this other animating uh, higher force is also can be felt? And just as, it, as right now, I began to notice the quality of the light in the room began to change, and I could sense my whole body, you know, top of the head, seat on the chair, feet on the floor. And my interest all of a sudden became attracted to what is actually animating my body there. And I thought, this is such a blessing, you know, because... I didn't try to change my state, but just opening to see if this was it possible even now to have another experience of a, this wider field of awareness, it, that it, it took place. So I think this is what transformation truly means. It's not that I'm changed as a person, but that in a moment I'm radically changed, completely changed for that moment. If I'm in both streams, just ordinary self as it is, however it is, doesn't matter however it is, because as Murphy puts it, when this other subtle energy is perceived, the uh, me, like however I am, is just, well, who cares how I am, you know, that's fine, <laughs> however I am, right? You know, the uh, when, when it's... Uh, the, the, when the sun comes out, it doesn't care if there's an ant crawling across the rug. The sun just radiates, you know. So um, it's a well, way it's like Yeah, it's like waiting, being in the moment for every moment and uh, enjoying that moment for what it is. There, and there's it, a, and you, there is enjoyment in it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's relaxing with that moment. And um, and then certain things can come in. I mean, it's it's allowing you maybe a relaxation of the mind that you haven't had for a few seconds. It's allowing you to, you know, um, capture maybe another essence you hadn't thought about capturing. So being in the moment within yourself. I mean, let it let it be okay that you don't have. To, it's like you know, your idle hands are perfect. You know. <laughs> it's so good. It's like but, Murphy says the. I, nothing needs to change except where the attention is. I don't have to be a certain way to wake up. That's a yeah. very freeing thing to experience and to, to test in my own experience because it's really about going wide with the attention again so that if I notice that I'm in this contracted uh, state, uh, you know, vibrating very slow, very dense, really ready for, to do nastiness in the world, you know, a conduit, conduit for ever more violence to come into the world and aggression. Instead, it's like, oh, can I go wide now with my attention? And that brings in a lot of things that can bring in peripheral vision, that can bring in listening with both ears, that can bring in maybe even an awareness, you know, of a breath. <laughs> going yeah, wide. It really takes practice. It takes practice. It's a, it is a daily practice. It's a daily practice and... It's uh, but you know, it's an, also another another way to live. It's, it's very exciting because it's well, freeing. It's freeing us from suffering, is what it's doing. And oh, this is my belief, and I don't know if it's true or not. But like, you're waiting for to be customer service for over thirty minutes, and you could be really frustrated and da da da. But if you relax and let go, maybe the customer service person. Because if you put a block on, I mean, you're really frustrated. You'll get a customer service person that cannot help you 
or it's kind of rude or whatever. But if you relax and let things go, maybe something would flow in better with a customer service person that could be really helpful. Oh, so true. It's so true. You you really it's almost like they're a mirror of your state. When I'm snarling and and aggressive, uh and, you know, I'm getting someone that's, you know, it's like, it's as if the world is saying to me, hmm, let's see if we can find the correct response in this moment. That doesn't seem to be the right one. To, that's not right. And also, it's, you know, it doesn't taste good anymore either. Now that we've tasted something of, a, of self-awareness and higher consciousness, nastiness just doesn't taste good. We used to love to vent. Fran used to love to vent. Now it's like, ooh, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah. as it's coming out. So you're absolutely right. It's almost like the world mirrors my state. And if it's a contracted state, I have to find what the right response is. And for me, and this is what Murphy has been showing me, is that uh, the right response is always mobilizing attention, always focusing attention in a neutral way on my body here, because that kind of seeing allows a receptivity other animating energy that I can be aware of. And when I'm aware of both, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm awake. In fact, the customer service representative comes back on the line and all of a sudden it's all fixed. And then all of a sudden I feel like, I say, thank you. And I'm really grateful because I have been served. You know, <laughs> Really, this has been a great service to me. <laughs> she doesn't realize it. And the other thing is instead of passing along to her my nastiness, which she later takes out on the road or on her kids because, you know, it gets passed along unconsciously. Maybe I've, you know, stopped that aggression from coming into the world. Not that that's what my intention was, but it's a very nice byproduct that maybe my best action in the world, my best action for others comes when I'm more present, when I'm more awake. And that's one of the the lessons that I came away from in writing this new book. So, you know, Fran, it sounds like this is almost like learning a new dance. You know, the being in the flow of of different moves uh, periodically, and when you feel yourself be at different levels, you can lift those levels or or transition with them, pull out a new drawer of thoughts. You know. Um. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's dancing with with the cosmos. <laughs> yeah. Well, in your, in your book you also talk about uh good thoughts about yourself because sometimes we think negative thoughts and then we're down on ourselves for thinking those thoughts. So, I think somewhere in your book you said something about, you know, it's okay to be that way, to say it's okay. I mean, Yes, well, I, you know, what we may not realize yet is that um, these thoughts, which let's call them the devil, <laughs> is also necessary. In fact, could be our greatest reminding factor. If, uh, I mean, if we just try to think positive thoughts and just manipulate our behavior or manipulate our thinking on just an ordinary level, that's really not going to uh, help us cross this threshold into awakening. So I actually have to um, allow these thoughts to appear and have them just somehow become my like a neutral bell in the monastery that just is ringing and says, oh, this just means I have to wake up now. 
I don't have to believe the content of it, but I can be reminded that, oh, this keeps coming up, great. This keeps coming up. I know that feeling of fear in my stomach. I know that thought about I'm not good enough. That certainly always, you know, happens. This is just a neutral bell ringing that's calling me to what is real, and that's this connection with this other quality that's animating us, what we are, not in our control, but what we what we are. So, uh, you know, Murphy calls it, I think he calls it life in the merge lane, finding a consciousness that embraces all of it, rejecting none of it. Uh, I'm not going to cherry pick what I like and don't like about myself because that's still keeping me on the same level. What I'm going to try to do is have all of these uh, beauties of mine, things that I may not, I may not like about me or coming up, try to be the reminding factors that, uh, you know, keep pinging all during the day to let me know that there's another quality that's waiting, that's so near that I've gone away from, but I can come back to, and I can be home and in a stream of consciousness again. Anyway, theoretically, that's how I would like to see it because we've got to use these things in some way, I hope, for our growth, and that's the way that I try to use them. Fran, when you were writing your book, what were some of the exhilarating parts in the book that you didn't anticipate? Let me think about that. Um, Well, Murphy really got on a tear when we got to Chapter 7, which is called Maximizing the Art of Living. And uh, that's the the chapter that begins um, uh, something like people who reckon they know everything are a great irritation to those of us who do. (laughs) So (laughs) what that book, what that chapter is about in the book uh, are different examples that I've happened to find in the spiritual marketplace and Murphy just parodies them. So he, you know, a very one or two very famous and highly esteemed, you know, spiritual teachers now, and he just parodies the kind of um, what he sees in the writing that might be slightly narcissistic or might be slightly not quite on the mark. And he's very, very funny and very verbal and very good when he does it. So I laughed out loud when he wrote one of these. Um, I won't mention the parody of whom, but it's fairly obvious in the book, although it's not, you know, you'll you'll see who it is. Very, very funny when uh, he spoke about spiritual consciousness totally in the terms of, in Wall Street language. So everything about spiritual consciousness and how you change it and how you transform yourself was all done in the vocabulary of, you know, uh, stock portfolios and margin calls and things like that. And it was just very, that made me laugh. I, I really thought that that was funny. I don't know how anyone else will feel, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, were there any other knee, knee slappers as well? Well, let's see. Um, knee slappers. Well, you know, Murphy tells four, he follows four characters in the book as well. And he tells a story for each of them, um, Annie, Margaret, James, and who's the other one? Uh, anyway, the fourth, another another one. Uh, and he tells, he, in a chapter called Head Case Studies, he shows the four of them 
it was giving examples of identified states. You know, this one does this and this happens. This one does this and this happens, and they get very identified. And he diagnoses them with very funny semi-medical terms like uh, identificationalis judgmental lost focusitis, or uh, <laughs> he came up with these incredible, <laughs> you know, like, and we all know what that's like, you know, you know, judgmental lost focus. So you can see the funny things in it. Uh, and obsessive thinkitis and, uh, um, you know, um, all these words that he makes up. So you find these four people in head case studies, and you read these little stories about each one of them, and they're really funny. And then, of course, the editor suggests to him that, we, well, we've got that. Towards the end of the book, we need some stories about non-identification, glimmers of awakening. So we see these four, the same four in four very touching stories where they're actually having a moment of waking up. And that sort of tickled my fancy that we had both of those uh, those pairs of things uh, in the in the book, so you could read stories of people just like you, just like me, in both states of consciousness, identified and awake for for a moment. Uh-huh. The other thing I loved was the list in uh, one of the last chapters called "Picture This." His little bulleted list with the art gallery of Bruce's drawings of. Uh, picturing this new uh, level of consciousness that we're all on the brink of shifting into, where old mind is receding and there's this new way of being alive. And each one, to me, felt very beautiful, you know, freedom in a moment, uh, filled each second with this attention, things like that, that just each one uh, really uh, felt very good and feels very good to read. I guess I, I like a, a that bullet. writing. <laughs> I don't feel like it's book. my writing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Uh, Murphy, uh, if I, my memory serves me right, categorizes the mind like a um, like a kidney or a stomach. It's doing a function. <laughs> and, yes, and I crack up about that. Because it, we don't think of it that way. We think it's yes, it's like I, I know exactly the passage you're talking about. It's like uh, where it's 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 the what's eating you passage. Whether you know thoughts are just the thinking, and it, they sort of you know you, you're chewing on things. You're chewing on things. That's the way it works. Or you're getting chewed up by instant thought <laughs> replay. And he says it's just mind doing the mind thing. Uh, you know, like the stomach-producing bile, or um, yeah, you know, just like any 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 organ functioning. He's so much funnier than I am. Really, we nearly need him in here on the phone. But anyway, uh, so so there's that <laughs> way the he? mind. Yeah, where is he? Come on in here. So <laughs> is the mind doing this? You know, as it works automatically. So, but it's possible with this. Uh, wider attention to see how the you know see how these thoughts are happening and see how it's functioning and so then I'm not just a victim of it you know then it's um, there's a there's a higher mind a higher intelligence higher intelligence with a capital I is another word for this other attention this sacred energy coming into me and uh, so that's what he's um, referring to there. Uh, in his funny and charming way. <laughs> let me just take a so, second here and let our listeners know we're talking with Fran Shaw, PhD, and um, her her uh, latest book, Lord Have 
Murphy waking up in the spiritual marketplace is unrelenting humor. It is just so delightful. And your website, Fran, is franshawbooks.com. That's F like Frank, R-A-N, Shaw, S-H-A-W, books.com. Okay. So does, does Murphy talk to others like your husband? Well, you know, it, it, it comes about the other way around. When I have to write something now, say I want to write a little article or something, he says, oh, get Murphy. He's <laughs> like, get Murphy to write it. We want Murphy to write it. Uh, he also is, uh, uh, my husband's also sort of tired of this, all of this, um, you know, spiritual stuff that's done with a knitted brow and it's so serious and it's like, you know, the whole procedures and diagrams and uh, steps and things like that when uh, this very simple thing that Murphy has discovered and that he sort of can, can say in a way that just lightens up up. You know, we we get it's just you know it's very light and it, it enlightens us as it, as it were. So he always says, "Get Murphy to write it." You know, bring Murphy. To the, I write this. Says, "No, I don't like this." Get Murphy to write it. <laughs> so that's our that's our new thing. My writing is now too the serious. His, get Murphy to write it is the new idea. So that's why I say like, maybe I can get him to blog on the website. I don't know. I don't know if he will that come would back. Fun. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. As the blind man said, we'll see. That's Murphy's line. <laughs> now, Lord, Lord have Murphy, uh, to let the listeners know, Lord is the um, the energy, like the higher mind energy, the, the energy that we always would like to feel. Is that yes. true? Yes, in that title, Lord ha- and Murphy, Lord really is a is not only the you know higher uh, force or whatever that word Lord means or means to people in any uh, discipline in any spiritual uh, practice or religion, but it also means the sacred quality one experiences when one's awake. So, like you say, higher mind, intelligence with a capital I, love with a capital L, light with a capital L, and all of these qualities that that comes along with this attention with a capital A that that one can perceive, that's what Lord stands for. And Murphy is really the form, the personality, the the you and me. It's my Murphy, you know, uh, your Murphy. It's um, the you know individual. So Lord have mercy is is means more than just uh what one would take it at, you know, face value and of course it's the humor of it because you know, Lord have mercy, you know, we help, please help. It's like beseeching. <laughs> help, please. I need all the help I can get every day, every moment, and we by grace we do get that help. We do. Now you wrote this book while you were on sabbatical, so when you went back to work I don't know how the process goes but you uh, share your book or how does that work when you go back after you've written the book (laughs) well it's very funny because after I've written a book practically any book on something that really really matters to me and of course I've written a lot of books on writing which were have been very popular 50 ways to help you write and 
which is a, a you know a, a book on all sorts of writing experiments that you can that you can do and I wrote that years ago but but books that are really about something that uh, matters so much to me in terms of uh, transformation and and maybe serving something higher serving a higher energy like those, these last three books and the Murphy book I hide them for several months I put them away. I don't want anybody to read them. I don't want anybody to know about them. It's a problem because uh, it's sort of like, oh, it's almost like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I don't know about putting this out there. So that's just some personal thing. So basically I hid it for a year. And, you know, Bruce Sherman would say, well, we should let some people look at the manuscript, right? I'd go, no, don't let anybody read it. <laughs> well, we want to publish it, don't we? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so we did that for a year. That's what happens. Uh, and it's just the opposite of what well, I, I thought I, when I – yeah. My question was because I thought, well, you had to prove that you wrote this book, you know, because you were on sabbatical and you're writing a book. I thought you had to prove to someone that you wrote the book. And oh, and you kind of <laughs> answer, answered how you feel, felt about sharing it, but how did I mean the um, because you teach at a university, correct? Yes, yes, for years. So how, how did they accept your book? Well, they didn't see it until. About two months ago, which was like two years after I uh, wrote it, wow. and um, I didn't. Nobody told me anything about it. It's so weird. They, people there read it, and and you know, I didn't get any sort of feedback on it. I don't know. It just sort of drops into the void when you. I've I passed along other things I've written, and very rarely to, do I get any feedback. Uh, about it from the university, I'm, I occasionally was brave enough to, uh, you know, read read some of it in in my classes because I teach creative writing and we do humor writing and 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 do writing experiments in class. I'm I'm known for doing writing experiments in class where we uh, actually try to uh, open the awareness and then see what you know comes through when we write. So that's the only uh, you know way I got any feedback, and then I was whether the students laughed or whether they even understood it, and I would get a little feedback there. But I have no idea what they think of it right now. I just don't know. But people Probably in the world seem to like it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. What, that's all that's important. That's what matters. <laughs> that's good. And maybe that you know people are so busy they don't have time to tell you. You send them a book or you you know and then yeah. and then but they just they don't have time to tell you about it usually. They, everybody's very busy with their own lives. So I just that kind of feedback is not as important to me as just feeling that uh, I put something out into the world that I felt was as uh, clear and possibly vibrationally. Uh, helpful uh, contribution, (laughs) you know, rather than keeping to myself. I was just going to be brave enough and just put it out there. So that's what I did and just this summer and then got some good responses from people that discovered it. So, yeah. So it's like you're you're going to be, um, you're kind of like self-conscious a little bit about your book until you really, you know, you get the good feeling like it's really there. And, wow, and you hold it all private, but it's amazing. Oh, man, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. And, uh, you know, because people, it's so easy to, to have things misunderstood. I mean, even the yeah. chapters in, in, yeah, in the chapters in which Murphy uh, is sort of, quote unquote, making fun of certain things going on in the spiritual marketplace. Well, that's Murphy, because uh, in my heart, in Fran's heart, I know how difficult it is to write about something having to do with higher self or higher consciousness and how one can get very, pardon the expression, identified with one's role as, oh, now I'm, you know, talking about higher consciousness and I'm somebody. And I mean, it's really a tricky razor's yeah. edge here. Yeah. And so anybody yeah. that's trying to write about it or speak about it or have even our radio shows about it, I understand that. And so I feel we're all in the same boat. And I, all I wish for everyone is just to, to wake up, and God bless them all, every one of us. <laughs> Does Murphy ever touch bases with politics or religion or anything like that? You can smell a little, you get a little whiff of that in some places. You can, he he definitely does put a, put his, uh, you know, because he really has a comment about everything, but he does have a little bit of, uh, he hints at a few things at a few places in the book how he feels about it. I mean, he doesn't like anything um, that's, you know, authoritarian and totalitarian and that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, you'll you'll read about the uh, Jenny and her plastic bags um, in her in, in her one of the little stories. Uh, and see, you can sort of smell something there. My husband wants me to have Murphy write about something political. <laughs> He's like, Murphy should write about this next. Murphy should write about this next. And I go, hmm, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's a Absolutely. good question. That you're very astute question. <laughs> so what? Your husband's become his agent, Murphy's agent. <laughs> it, it, it's true. He's such a big fan. You know, it's, he's such a big fan. So that's good. That's fine. Now, we'll when you're happens. doing your te- when when you're doing your teaching, uh, do you teach anything about tuning into the higher consciousness or tuning in when you're bringing into work? And your I don't. That's kind of would be hard to teach. But do you ever speak to that or? Well, under the guise of, and I do this across the country, I've done this across the country in writing workshops, and, and actually even around the world, uh, under the guise of teaching writing, that is what I'm teaching. So that, <clears throat> for example, uh, there'll be a big international uh, conference uh, in Honolulu, and so I'll go, and I'll give a, the seminar that I will give will be a seminar that is, is a writing experiment. So we'll be in a room and there'll be a balcony and out the window will be, you know, Diamond Head in a beach. So the the session will begin with all of us, uh, you know, sitting and becoming, you know, aware of the top of the head, seat on the chair, soles of the feet, maybe even becoming aware of breathing under the guise of uh, becoming more and more aware so that something fresh can then come onto the page. And I combine that with sitting then in front of that window looking at the vista and people write, now I am sitting here and, and then they just write nonstop. Free flow writing, I call it, in 50 Ways to Help You Write. So that's a writing experiment. And all of a sudden these surprises come onto the page and another energy is 
available in the room because I'm certainly vibrating a certain way, and sometimes that is even contagious with, with others with that few minutes of preparation. So I am absolutely in my teaching and in the classroom uh, here where I teach, we often start a class with what I call a writing experiment, some form of uh, going into uh, oneself in a different way and usually involves sensation of the whole body, listening with both ears or having the impression of being seen as if a camera is on me, all of these uh, ways to uh, bring in an observing and a, a seeing and another sensitivity. It's really an opening to receptivity. I may take people for a walk outside by the river near the university, things like that. We'll write these little haiku there, things like that, to try to uh, bring in, allow this other energy, which is really the source of creativity, I feel, the real source of creativity, because yeah. it goes beyond the brain. You know, it's really beyond the thinking part. Something else comes in that infuses one with with a creative energy, and that's absolutely what my teaching is about. About when I'm teaching writing, I'm also teaching uh, the shift into another quality of awareness from which words freely flow. So it's like let me let me receive my own Lord Murphy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lord, let me receive Lord. You know, exactly. It's so good. Um, there's an experiment at the end of the book, writing my yoga, uh, which is something that everybody could try so easy, easily. And it's really just to sit in a favorite place and just to become aware of uh, the sensation of the body just in this shape and then listening to all the sounds in the room and then writing these uh, little, it could be outside as well, then writing these little three-liners, just one sensory impression per line. You write three of them, you take a breath, you go and you write three more. And each time it opens you more and more to what you're seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching. And these are this is what I call my little yoga poems, you know, yoga meaning union. I'm coming into union with another energy. And that's at the end of writing my yoga, all sorts of little writing experiments so you can write your own yoga poems. And people feel very uh, vivified uh, in doing this. Very simple, even if you've never written anything before. So I, I like to do that as well in class, and I put it in the books too. Okay, I just want to let people know again we're speaking with Fran Shaw, Ph.D., and her latest um, book, Lord Have Murphy, Waking Up in the Spiritual Marketplace. Her website is franshawbooks.com. And is there a message that perhaps Murphy might want to deliver to our listeners? I think that message is that we can live in a new way, that we're uh, on the brink of discovering how mobilizing our attention can open us to this whole other level of being alive. It's normal man. It's our birthright. And that, as I said before, from it comes my best action in the world and my best action for others. I think that's the message. If I can... Interested in vibrating higher, I can become more sensitive to this subtle energy, and that subtle energy takes me across the threshold into awakening. 
and then the then the whole question for us is is it possible now to embody this higher energy and let it come into life on earth i think that's what the heart of it is and i feel already that you are with me in that <laughs> in the heart of it and i'm sure other people are feeling that as well now too i think it's happening globally yeah and it makes life so much more brilliant, so much more, um, what word do I Alive. Use? Alive. Yeah, alive, right. Yeah. Well, so we, we thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you, Fran, for delivering this magnificent masterpiece. It oh. is such a unique and a valuable guide that helps our readers to recognize their own power. And it was such a delight as you keep us on the edge of our seats <laughs> for that, that that nourishing pitch. And so, so we invite everybody to meet Murphy in the book. <laughs> Lord have <laughs> That's great I'm because I know. I want to thank you also so much for having me, and I know that what what we what I wish for Murphy and I what we wish for for everyone listening is that just what we wish for all of us is is this awakening that's happening, and uh, so thank you so much for such a loving and 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 astute interview, very enjoyable. I really really thank you both so much, Taz and Paula. Oh, we had a ball. You're quite welcome. <laughs> bless you. And Murphy. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.